Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, Nick. Talking about politics isn't easy, but sometimes it's necessary. In this case, Bob and I talked about it because we need to vent a bit. We need a chance to talk about what we find frustrating about it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is something a lot of us need, or else we become so cynical that we ignore it completely, which is not great. Enjoy. I've become less of a fan of capitalism. I'm saying that out loud. Uh, I, and that's not to say I don't take advantage of it. I earn what I, whatever I choose to earn because I am a capitalist. I have, I'm an entrepreneur. But I see it mixed into too many institutions where it doesn't belong. My belief, and please argue with me on this if, if you can, but you probably won't because you and I are so aligned on things like this. Education, healthcare, housing, Let's start a government, <laughs> porky pig on that one, right? Let's extract capitalism from those things. Those should not rely on financial incentives yeah. in order to work. There are certain things that need to be met. And, uh, and again, education, housing, healthcare, government. Let's get capitalism out of those and let those operate in a realm that's independent of people trying to shove money at them or take money from them. It's really interesting seeing this round of uh, elections. So, you know, it's an off year or what's considered an off year um, for elections. It's not the presidential where everybody gets really involved. But the amount of stuff going on that I just keep I keep learning about, like redistricting in Florida and stuff like that. So I was just doing some research on the ballots and what your ballot is going to look like for the August 23rd uh, primary. Yeah. And so if you're registered Democrat, then you can only vote for Democrats in certain races. If you're registered Republican, you can only uh, vote for Republicans. And that's for Republicans who are running off or running for the same seat. Right. Right. So for Congressional District 10, I believe, and this is at the uh, national level, um, there are 10 Democrats and six Republicans. Hmm. All vying for the one person to have the chance of being representative of their party. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing to try to, you know, to look at that and go, okay, how am I going to discern? How do I, as a voter, try to figure out like who I should vote for? How do I get educated on that? Yeah. Because that's 10, if I'm Democrat, that's 10 people. I mean, that's six people on the Republican side. And what I thought was really interesting about all this is, it's generally going to be, and you can look all this stuff up, it's generally going to be the person with the most money yeah. winning. Well, and does that, that translate to the person who has spent the most money to be known and recognized? Yeah, and so it was interesting because um, a couple of uh, people who have been out of the scene for a while but were very well known, uh, Alan Grayson oh, threw yeah. his hat oh, in the my ring, goodness. and Corinne Brown. Oh, right. Who... Uh, yeah, went to Night of the jail. Living Dead. This is a person um, who should not be elected again. Right. How are people allowed to when they go to jail for things they did while they were elected? I'm 90, well, so because it wasn't related to, I don't know. I, I'm thinking she went to jail, but I can't remember. No, exactly. she did. She, she did. did. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Should not. Well, should you be allowed to run? Should you be allowed to vote? Should be allowed to have the regular being treated as a regular citizen after you pay for your crimes. Okay, you know something. So, I, I think that's a fair question. I think that's, there are some things you can do, and we're seeing it play out in the January 6th hearings that should 
make you ineligible to run for any elected office ever right, again. Right on. And I think, you know something, your ability to vote, I think, is a little different. Yeah. You are one of X billion people who are casting their vote, and that's your individual human something. To be an elected official, elected leader, gives you an inordinate amount of power based in the public trust. And my sense is this. If you violated the public trust, perhaps that's one area that we should feel comfortable saying, you're not allowed to return there. Yeah. You know, And that's, that's what I'm thinking with Corinne Brown in particular. Alan Grayson, oh my goodness, what a... What a, a loud human being and and disrespectful and unkind and you know that's all that i've experienced from him when i've seen him in person and when i've uh seen him on the television so i don't know that that's the whole person but if that's what you're going to expose to me through those mediums i probably have seen enough yeah i'm i'm afraid about that money thing though yeah that so i how many people are not running or not getting involved in politics because that is such an important component of it. Well, how about diversity, equity, and inclusion in politics? Yeah, because most of the time, the person, the, the uh, white, usually male, is going to have the yeah. ability to make or to raise the most money. And what's interesting is that when you do start to see some diversity uh, culturally and racially among people who are running for office, they're not that diverse when it comes to mindset. They're actually espousing a lot of the same principles and philosophies that the majority of the uh, people running for office are mm-hmm. espousing. So it's like, it's not really, this is this is the challenge. I think DEI needs to be looked at, not just from a cultural and racial uh, and religious perspective, from a financial perspective, you know, from an age perspective. We have to be looking at all those variables. And I just, yeah, it, it worries me. And the other thing worries me, you kind of pointed it out, when you talk about 10, 10 Democrats for one race, um, Patty and I have a, a history and a tradition of before we vote for anybody, we're doing research. We're looking up, we're going to sources that we believe are credible mm-hmm. and we're asking questions and we're looking at di- people's different policies and histories and then we make our decisions. We talk about it and we most often agree, a few times we've disagreed, but most often we agree. And the big question we always have is, how many people are putting in that work? Because it is work. It's a pain in the butt to do research on people that you've never met in order to make an informed decision about who you're going to vote for with your one out of a billion votes. You know, and, and my sense is they're not, which is why the people with the most money are winning. Mm-hmm. Because I recognize the name. Yeah. I'm going to go with a known versus an unknown. And what a horrible way. This is the ultimate judge a book by its cover, right? And they're just And the people who have the most covers out there are the ones who get elected. It's uh, so yeah. I think the system's broken so bad that it's the Gordian knot. We can't untie this sucker. We got to cut it. Just start over. Yeah, burn yeah. it to the ground. Yeah, and I no, don't mean not any, burn it to the I don't. Yeah, well, I don't mean any violence or or ill will to the human beings in the process. But boy, if we could just have a poof moment, you know, a, a Samantha moment from Bewitched, where she twitches her nose and this is all gone. Uh, and we get to start fresh. I guarantee you, anybody even in the situation, given the opportunity to start fresh, wouldn't create this. Well, and we learn something a little bit more every time, right? Like we learn how, uh, I, I don't think the um, filibuster, we all kind of knew what it was, <laughs> but learning what it actually does, oh. um, I think the electoral college and how kind of unfair it is and how you know most of the presidents in the last 30 years actually lost to the popular vote. Um, I think there are things like that we learn every time. And even the, I, I, I didn't know this one, 
but the recent I, Thomas Jefferson quote, I think, uh, that said, you know, the Constitution has to be re rewritten every 20 years or else you're relying on people long dead telling you how to live your life in a completely different environment. The e actually wrote this. It's something not, like that. Yeah. I have not heard. What a I'm beautiful like, and insightful showing how wise the founding fathers were. This is basic stuff. Like right. we are relying on a 200 and something year old document that did not take into account any of the things yeah. going on. The pan's too small. Yeah. You know that story? No. Girl. Okay. It's a, they basically stole my own thunder, but girl and her husband are married. First time they're married. First family holiday that they're, that they're doing. And the, her, their responsibility is to cook the ham. And so she gets ready to cook the ham and the husband goes, no, this is my family tradition. And he, and he comes over and he chops the ends off of it, the ham, like two inches of ham off each side. And she goes, that's how we cook it. And she's like, well, I want to be okay with your family. Okay. So she cooks the ham that way. And by the way, ham comes out great. But when she's at the family reunion, she wants to know, you know, why the family does it this way. So she nuzzles up to grandma and she's like, grandma, can I just ask you a question about the ham? And she said, sure. She said, why do you cut the ends off the ham? And she goes, oh, that's easy, honey. The pan's too small. Okay. And here we are cutting the ends off the ham in 2022 assuming that we get the same pan that they had in 1776. Love it. And it's just, it's ridiculous to me that we keep, you say we learn and we do, but what it is more is we observe. I think we observe all the time. We learn some of the time and we're not translating that over to learning enough or we would be a transformed nation that wouldn't be going through the stuff that we're going through now. I feel like we've gone backwards uh, in so many different ways. And so much of it is based in the name of freedom. You know, we've got, have you seen what, what Gavin Newsom is doing in Florida advertising? Yeah. Okay. So he's gearing up for a national run. So yeah. is, so is DeSantis. Okay. Yeah. So we've got this thing happening, but it's, it's showing how polarized people are around the issue of freedom because Governor DeSantis is saying, we're the freest state in the nation. Come to Florida. We're, we protect your freedoms. And Newsom is saying, you don't want to be in Florida because they don't even have the freedom to choose what goes into the curriculums for the kids at schools. And it's all this, you know, blind men touching an elephant and feeling different things. And I feel like, um, yeah, it's got to be blown up. It's got to be, it's got to be reimagined. Get a new pan. <laughs> Get that pan. Get a new pan. Hi gang. It's Bob. Nick and I rarely go into recording an episode with the intention of discussing politics. We know that can be controversial, polarizing, and sometimes pretty boring. But when politics do come up, we try to zoom out and look at the whole picture rather than focus on one political ideology or another. Whatever your political persuasion, we hope you and the other voters in your family are taking a little time to learn about all the candidates before you check the boxes on your ballots. It seems like the stakes have never been higher, but so is the opportunity to do good for our community and for our country. Vote well, my friends. That's it for this episode of Your Daily Dose. We'll catch you next time.